Hello, everyone, and welcome to Second Take. Today, we're going to be talking about the AFC South and the AFC West over-under win totals. Too bad we're not sponsored by DraftKings, but we're going off of DraftKings. So, DraftKings, hit us up if you're listening. Okay. Hit us up, man. Hit Give us, us your money. Up. <laughs> we're ready. We're ready to give people the information they need to bet safely and smartly. Okay. So, starting with the AFC South win totals, uh, Roland, Jags are at nine and a half. What do you think about over versus under for the Jaguars? It's interesting um, because they have a terrible division. They should honestly sweep their division. Maybe Tennessee can put up a fight in the game, but they should win their division and they should win it pretty handily. So there's 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 at least five wins. I, I don't think they should lose to anyone maybe outside of Tennessee for a game. But if they're, I mean, it is the NFL. So on any given Sunday, anybody can beat anybody. But the Jacks should pretty easily control that division. And that's why I'm going to go over. Because half the wins you need to go over right there should be within their division. They really should go five and one, four and two at worst. Yeah, and I... I, I agree with that take. I looking at Jacksonville, I don't see another team in this division that has the overall talent Jacksonville does. Uh, I don't think Jacksonville is a Super Bowl contender per se, but they're a really solid team. Uh, they don't have a lot of weaknesses, just really solid in a lot of areas. Trevor Lawrence is getting better, and the other teams in this division this might be the second worst division in the nfl definitely the worst division on the afc side uh so i would also go with the over for the jaguars i think they can get 10 11 wins pretty easily uh they should take another step forward in the regular season from last year teams also do expect them to be good but i think this one is one of the easier picks for sure Especially because you basically have a division full of pretty much rookie quarterbacks. Um, Tennessee, are they going to start? Uh, oh, what's his name? Ryan well, Tannehill still there? Yeah. They have Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and Will Levis, who they just picked this year. And I don't know which of the three of them is going to start. It sounds like Tannehill, just because he's actually played in the NFL a couple of years, but... I don't think Tennessee wants to keep playing him at QB. So probably one of the younger guys. Well, Jacksonville at least has their quarterback. So even with that, they should they should just dominate the division, and that should get them close to 10 wins in their own thought. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, this one seems like a pretty easy one, but let's move on to the other team that we're talking about with the QBs, and that team would be the Tennessee Titans. The Titans number is seven and a half wins. What do you think about this one? I think this one's tough, man. Uh, Tennessee is one of those teams similar to Pittsburgh. where they, they just, as of recent years, they've found ways to just win. Win football games, uh, compete. If they start Ryan Tannehill and... Derrick Henry, and they don't have any significant injuries, I can see them going over. 
but if they decide to pull out and start one of their young quarterbacks, then I'd go under. So it really, I think it really just depends on whether or not they want to float in mediocrity for another year with Ryan Tannehill, or if they want to blow it up, see what they have with uh, their recent acquisitions at quarterback. Um, so I think it's a wait and see on that one. I wouldn't necessarily bet it. Yeah, for me, the Tennessee Titans, this, this is a team that's go, that's that has gone stale on me. Uh, I feel like every year they were really good at one point. I feel like every year they've just gotten a little bit worse, taking a smaller step back, right? They have an injury to Ryan Tannehill, their season kind of tanks, an injury to Derrick Henry, their season kind of tanks. I feel like I'm leaning more towards the under. I know the team signed DeAndre Hopkins, but and they have Derrick Henry still. I just don't think they have the other offensive weapons around this team. And especially if they get off to a slow start and Tannehill does start, I could definitely see them deciding to throw in one of the other QBs and say, screw it, we want to go and play for our future. So that's why I feel more on the underside of Tennessee. I just don't see them being better than they have been recently, for sure. Um, so I, I'll go with the under. My only argument for the over is they still should be better than Houston or Indianapolis. So if they steal a game against the Jaguars and do take care of business against two inferior teams in Indianapolis or Houston, you're almost at your over. Um, then you have to ask. I don't necessarily though, see that happening. Are they, if but they do play saying. Malik Willis or Will Levis, are they really better than the Texans or the Colts? I mean, probably still the Texans, but I feel like the Colts could compete with them a lot easier um, if Brian Tannehill wasn't the starter. Yeah, it, it's it's hinging on if Brian Tannehill, Tannehill plays the whole season or not. I, feel, I really feel like that's going to determine whether or not they hit the 8 or 9 mark or the the 6 or 7 mark. Yeah. I think, I mean, if one of their rookie quarterbacks, Will, Will Levis, who I don't think is that great of a quarterback, starts they're gonna go three and 14 you know what i mean probably but ryan Tannehill is a solid starting nfl quarterback and you can't say that about half the division i mean we, we don't know what cj stroud's got we don't know what richardson has uh in indianapolis i that's another podcast because i'm a colts fan but uh yeah i if i would if I would have to choose, I would go under, but I, I would steer clear from the, the over-under on the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. If I'm giving out gambling advice, which I'm not. The other thing is, too, with Tennessee, is Ryan Tannehill is probably the best quarterback right now today, and they could start him the whole year if they're just trying to be the best they can be, but they're not winning a Super Bowl with this roster with Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback. So that's what yeah. makes me wonder at what point they're looking to transition because they have been for the last two years. And I think that that could change a lot for how their season goes and how competitive they are. If I were them, I would just rip the bandit off right now. Um, see what you have. And then 
I don't know how what the contract situation is with Ryan Tannehill. I don't know how much longer. Just rip the bandit off. And if it's a year or two, maybe you could try to trade him for something. I don't know. There's really a market for Ryan Tannehill. But I would just rip the bandit off and start the rebuild. Yeah. Okay. Next team in the division, we got the Houston Texans, and their number is at six and a half. What do you think about the Texans, Roland? I wonder why it's so high. Didn't they win like three or four games last year? Yeah, they were, what, the second worst team in the NFL and the worst team until like the last week of the season or something. So... They they tanked out of tanking, so that just shows you how good they are at doing what they're supposed to. We're talking about the same franchise that traded DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of pretzels. So, as far as Houston goes, I'm going to go smash the under until they prove otherwise. Just because it's Houston. I been good don't... Since Arian Foster was their running back. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I going with under on this team as well at the six and a half they have a first year head coach uh cj stroud is unproven we don't know what he will or won't do and even if he is good i don't think houston has the uh the talent on their roster overall to be able to compete anyways yet they're still a rebuilding team still got a bunch of young guys who need to prove a lot and if the Texans are a surprising team, it's them winning six or seven games, in my opinion, and that's still out of the playoff race. So I also go under on this team that that's probably not going to be very good again. Another rebuilding year, another year of them getting a high pick and acquiring more talent in the draft. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, another point is when was the last time? state product that quarterback was any good in the NFL. CJ Stroud, the thing about Ohio State is outside of them in Michigan in their conference, they have a plethora of NFL talent competing against schools that don't. And the only division in football, in college football, at least the conference that has kind of more of equal talent spread is the SEC. Um, C.J. Stroud did light up Georgia in the semifinal game. But, you know, just to name a few, Justin Fields, do we think he's really a stellar quarterback? I guess TBD. I don't really think he's great. Um, so I, I'm rooting for the guy, but the track record for Ohio State quarterbacks isn't great. And like you said before, Houston's talent discrepancy amongst the league is, is evident. So I will say, smash the I will end. say, yeah, I will say this about CJ Stroud, though. He's a little different than most of the other Ohio State QBs who have come out. I feel like most of the Ohio State QBs who have come out have been rushing QBs. You got Braxton Miller, JT Barrett, um, like you mentioned, Justin Fields, he's more of a pocket passer. He doesn't run nearly as much, only when he needs to. And I just remember watching some of his games, like that 
that Rose Bowl game against Utah, he was ridiculous. He was. And, That's and true. Granted, granted, he did have some NFL receivers on his team already. That wide receiver uh, room was loaded, even without them playing with uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, who were prepping for the draft. They still had uh, Jackson Smith, who's with the Seahawks now. They still had Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be a first-round pick next year. Uh, so he he plays with a lot of other NFL talent on the offensive side, but some of the throws that he made were really impressive. So I think he has a chance, a better chance than some of these other guys had, but it is the NFL, and it's it's hard to be good at QB. There are maybe 15 good QBs, and that's about half of the NFL, and then another five or so who are competent uh, for these teams. So it's really hard to be good at this position, and it's to be determined if he can put together his talent with the mental side as well. That's true. But as far as the over-under is concerned, Houston's not a good franchise. So smash it. Okay. And then that leads us to your team, the Indianapolis Colts. Their line is at the same number as the Houston Texans at six and a half. What do you think about that line? Under. Just smash the under. They're so terrible. They are not going to be good. Uh, they have a quarterback who's more like a running back, but not Lamar Jackson. They have their best player who is a running back who had his first year where he was injured last year. So he's coming off injury. And I feel like, especially in the NFL and especially in the running back position, once you get injured like that or you miss a significant amount of time, you never, you're never the same. So our best player is banged up. We have a rookie quarterback who can't really throw. And our our defense is good, I guess. I mean, that's probably all you could say. We're just going to get ran over, man. We're, we're done. Smash the six. Smash it. We're, if we get over three wins, that's the line. The line should be four and a half, not six. Oof. Oof, that's a low line. That's what I'm saying. Hey. I I tend to disagree with you on uh, this line, actually. I like the over for the Colts. I think they have a really solid defense. They still have Shaq Leonard there. Uh, their defense is going to be gonna be good still. Who knows how good, but they will be good. We're going to score um, 12 points a game. I, guess not. I think that depends a lot on Anthony Richardson, though, because I think... The difference between him and like a Justin Fields, because Richardson's going to be able to run and he's huge. He's like Cam Newton size, but he's faster. I think his arm talent is a lot better than some of these other guys like Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. So he has a lot more potential in this area. He can chuck the ball deep downfield. His biggest thing is going to be making the right reads and being accurate with it, uh, which is another to be determined. But I think Richardson's ceiling was probably higher than any other QB in this draft. But the thing with ceilings is it doesn't mean where you are now, and it just means you can get there. It doesn't mean you will get there. Uh, but I think he has enough talent, especially in this division, to have the Colts beat the Texans potentially both times, uh, potentially beat the Titans for a game. Uh, they could potentially even beat the Jags for a game. I just think he has that ability 
to go off and carry your team to a win. I mean, going back to watching teams beat up on Utah, he basically won that game for Florida against Utah with his legs and just dominated them and made some throws when it mattered. So I think the Colts, just because I think Anthony Richardson will show some flashes throughout the year, I think that will lead them to a couple in-division wins, which will, in my opinion, lead to the over. But my over is like 70 wins. I don't think they're a playoff team. No, they're not a playoff team. They, the only thing they have going for them is that they have a solid defense. That's it, man. Anthony Richardson's gonna make so many mistakes. He doesn't know how to read. He doesn't like he. He's gonna run for more touchdowns than he throws, and that's because he's only gonna throw maybe twelve. You know what I mean? He might get five. He might get a, a handful of rush touchdowns. I just I don't. He's a pure raw prospect. He's like in the NBA when you draft some seven footer who's just raw. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I think he is. And that's just not gonna work in the NFL, at least for the first you couple of years. You say that, but you know who he reminds me of coming out of college? He reminds me a lot of Josh Allen, who I was not high on whatsoever coming out of Wyoming. Because he wasn't that good at Wyoming, especially his last year there. He was okay. And all people will talk about was his physical gifts and his arm talent. And even his first year in the NFL, he wasn't that good. But that turned around a lot for him. So I think, at least for Colts fans and for your case, the best case scenario is he kind of takes that Josh Allen path of that trajectory um, of improvement. Because he will definitely have his struggles this year. I'm surprised that you're not very high on him. I mean, I don't know about long term, but at least for this year. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. So, it, It'll be an exciting year for about four games. <laughs> Five games, maybe. And then something's going to go wrong. Josh Allen, man, that that's truly is a one-in-a-minute scenario. I mean, how often does that happen when a prospect that raw comes out, struggles for a couple of years? and then gets a receiver like Stefan Diggs, and then all of a sudden explodes. That's the other thing, is Josh Allen didn't really start becoming who until he got a good talent in receiving for an offensive line around him. And while the Colts have a good O-line, their receiving core is Michael Pittman Jr., and that's it. You know, we don't really yeah, have I any do playmakers like outside. We don't really have a ton of playmakers at the most important playmaking position in football, which is wide receiver. Yeah. So that's also not going to help. So I would lean on the under. I think they'll win four or five games. But it would be fun. I think think they they can be competitive in games. But when it comes down to, okay, two minutes left, Colts have the ball down four. Go get me a score. I don't think our offense can do it. Okay. And then, kind of like we mentioned before, um, with the winner of this division, I think it seems pretty obvious. At least my pick was the Jags. What are you thinking about that? Yeah, that's yeah, clear cut. They're the only... It, it's funny because 
Jacksonville's been so bad for so long that calling them they're the only franchise in the division that has a direction is it, it doesn't sound right coming off my tongue, but that's how it is. <laughs> so they're, they should easily win the division bearing some freak injury like Trevor Lawrence or something like that. So Yeah, and I'm not seeing with Jacksonville winning this division uh, what we're predicting. I'm not seeing any other team in this division making the playoffs, um, and I think yeah. it's just going to be Jacksonville. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And then moving on to our last division in the AFC is the AFC West win totals. And this one is interesting. I think there are a lot of directions this can go after the the favorite team, obviously, which is the Kansas City Chiefs, who are coming off of this Super Bowl win. Uh, their line is 11 and a half, pretty high line. Uh, what you thinking about 11 and a half for the Chiefs? When was the last time they didn't get 12? It's been a, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years. So, like I said with the Texans, until proven otherwise, I'm going to go over on the line of the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they have the best player in football. They probably have the best, if not one of the best coaches in football. Um, and they just figure it out. The last time we saw that combo where the best player slash quarterback and the best coach in football were together. They ended up winning six rings for the New England Patriots. Even though they might have cheated. That's not a podcast. But uh, I just don't see it slowing down. I don't see it slowing down, uh, especially this year. So I would go over on the Chiefs. The, the Chiefs. I mean, I don't know if I really have to say anything else. They have Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he gets hurt. Yeah, the, if the Chiefs have proved anything through this Mahomes, Kelsey, um, Andy Reid era, it is that they're going to win games. They're going to be good. They're going to advance in the playoffs. I mean, the worst they've ever finished with this core is AFC um, championship game where they lost to Cincinnati. They went to the Super Bowl and they lost like every year they're good. And I would also go with the over on this one. I don't see how they win less than 12 games, especially with that extra game added in the NFL now. So they're playing 17. I think winning 12, going 12 and 5, super achievable achievable for them. They're, they're just that good. Mahomes and Kelsey Reed, the, the trio is just that good together. They have a great offensive line, uh, running back up by committee, multiple guys who have different skill sets. I don't I don't see them going under unless Patrick Holmes has a season in ending in injury. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the mere fact that they lost Tyree Kill, who's one of the three best receivers in football, or at least five, and Mahomes got better is just a scary thing for everybody else who plays in the NFL. So smash the over. And that's my betting advice. The second take betting advice tip of the day, number two. Smash the over on the Chiefs. Especially over on the Chiefs. I think see. that's criminally low. I mean, why, why are they so low? That's, I think it's, a better line would be 12 and a half. It's, 
kind of like the Bills line. I think it's exactly the same as the Bills line at 11 and a half. And it's weird because both of these teams have been good for multiple years in a row and their cores are still together and they've proven a lot. So I do think it's kind of funny that that's the line that they're at is 11 and a half. And that's the highest line on this side uh, of the AFC. So everything is kind of within this six and a half to no 11 and a half range and it probably won't end up being that close together well they're gonna i think they're easily gonna get 12 games okay and then moving on to the next team in the division the los angeles chargers sitting at a nine and a half what do you think about the over/under? This is interesting because their line's also the same as the team that they choked against in the playoffs in Jacksonville. Nine and a half. I do think that they are on paper the second best team in this division. I don't know if it's by much. I think if Denver figured out the coaching situation an offensive scheme to fit more around Russell Wilson's, you know, roll out, deep throw play style, then I think Denver can be just as good. And I, I know the, the Raiders are trending down on most people's radar, but Derek Carr, while he may be more talented, Jimmy Garoppolo, all he's ever done is win. Now, I know Kyle Shanahan can make any quarterback sprinkle some pixie dust and turn him into a a winning quarterback and take him to a Super Bowl. But I'm I'm a little bit higher on Jimmy G than people are. I think he doesn't take his take stupid risks. While he may not be the most talented passer, I think he's got his head on straight. So he's safe. He's with, safe. He's a safe quarterback, which I know that's not always the best thing, but He's not gonna. He's not gonna beat you. You know, a lot of quarterbacks beat their own teams, like Russell Wilson did last year. Mm-hmm. So, I just feel nine and a half. Mm, I think they're gonna split most of the series with their competition in the division. I don't think they're going to, like, sweep Vegas or sweep the Broncos. They've really only got about three wins out of the division. Uh, I'm going to go under. I might be surprised mm. Okay. by that. Okay. But it, I think they're right at that 9-10 win mark. This is a much better line than the Chiefs are. Mm. For me, with the Chargers, I like Justin Herbert. I think he's really good. I think they have super talented wide receiver group. They have Austin Eckler coming back, solid offensive line. They have a lot of names on defense. They weren't quite as good on defense last year as I think they should have been and probably could have been. That could change this year. They still have Bosa, uh, Phil Mack, got some good guys in the secondary. Uh, This team underachieves every year, it feels like. The the biggest thing with them is I like their roster. I'm not a huge fan of their head coach. He doesn't seem like the greatest coach to me, but the players really like him, so that makes it tough for the organization. 
in that type of situation. But I am a believer in just Herbert being an elite quarterback and being good enough to win you regular season games. Uh, and so I would go with the over for the Chargers. I do think they have more talent than the other teams in the division. And I just, I see them. It is a good line, though. I see them more as a 10-win team on the over. That would be my projection around that area for them. Uh, 10, 11, 11 wins would be really good for them. They've kind of been around that 9-10 win a lot recently. Um but that's what I would I would go with the Chargers. I just think they have too much talent not to have a winning record and be a little bit more than just average. They're in that group of teams where there's a lot of eight, nine, ten win teams in the AFC. You know what I mean? There's yeah. teams like the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Jets you could throw in there, Pittsburgh. The Ravens, you know, there's just a plethora of teams on that side in the AFC where they're just all going to be fighting for the last for the wild card spots. And I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's a coin flip. My advice for this one: flip a coin and go with it because I I couldn't say. I'm just going to say under for the sake of the podcast, but I really honestly couldn't. Yeah, it's a good team. line. What, Are they going to get is, nine, ten wins? This is one of the better lines that we've seen so far um, in terms of trying to project where the team could be. Um, and moving yeah. on to the next team. This next team, this is my favorite team, a team that has struggled mightily since Peyton Manning left, cannot find a quarterback for whatever reason. And I think we got one, and he's worse than all the other guys who came before him, which is <laughs> wild to me that Trevor Simeon and Case Keenum and all these guys are better than him for some reason. I don't know what the heck happened, but uh, we're looking at the Denver Broncos and their line is eight and a half. And I want to start off by saying as a Broncos fan, this might be, this is one of those years where I feel like the team could finish anywhere from where they were last year to a team who should be having a top five pick when they traded it away. But they, this year they have it again. I believe their first round pick, the rest trade is complete. They could have be a bottom five team in the NFL, but also they have enough talent on the team to make the playoffs and win maybe a playoff game. So their range is all yeah. over the place. They could be anywhere inside of there. And I have no idea what to expect for them. So the line for this team, I think, shows that pretty well. It's at eight and a half, which is saying about 500. Are they going to be better or worse than 500? What are you thinking about this line? Man, I think the only reason why is because Russell Wilson struggled so much last year. If he showed any glimpses of his previous self last season, this line would be higher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this team is so hard to predict because this is yeah they have defensive talent. They had a top five defense in the NFL last year, but an historically bad offense, yep. like the worst offense in the two thousands. Essentially, they have wide receivers who are talented. Their offensive line struggled last year. 
Uh, the starting running back, Javante Williams, did get hurt, but he'll be back this year. They're bringing back in Samaj P. Ryan from the Bengals to be his backup. Like, this team has players, and they have talent, and they signed two new offensive linemen, and they have a new coaching staff after having one of the worst coaching staffs in the NFL the last year. Worst coaches ever. No, yeah, so gosh. everything on paper says that they should be better than last year, but even that doesn't mean they're getting that eight or nine wins. So this this makes it really hard. I'm going to... Oh, man. You know, I can see them finishing with the same amount of wins the Chargers do. And I'm going to just say over so that... Because I think the Chargers and the Broncos can both get nine wins. I, I, I doubt that Russell Wilson will have as bad a year as he did here again. And if he even comes close to his previous self, they're a winning team. So I'm just going to bet on Russell Wilson having sort of a bounce-back season. He's too talented and accurate with the ball not to. Um, And I'm going to also bet on the fact that the new coaching staff will come in and actually run an offense built around Russell Wilson's strength instead of trying to just do a bunch of check downs or interceptions pretty much. So I'm going to go nine wins, which would put them over. Like you said, I wouldn't bet this line. So the only one really <laughs> nope. in this division I would bet is the Chiefs. I'm not betting this line. But if I had to pick, I'd, put, I'd say over by a half a game. And for me, I'm on the flip side of that. I'm going under because I'm thinking more seven to eight wins with this team. I'm concerned about how good the offensive line is going to be, and mostly number one, because that's a secondary concern, just because they, they can still be better with their new guys, and that's yet to be seen. But Russell Wilson, I don't know if he's going to be the same player he was in Seattle, and that's my biggest concern. So hopefully Sean Payton can work his magic, do what he does best, coach offense, and hopefully Russell Wilson is able to bounce back from that bad season last year i mean they're one of the worst pre-snap teams in the nfl last year right a lot of pre-snap penalties they couldn't get plays off till late in the play clock and that really hindered the team overall because they always made it harder on themselves and they played in a lot of close games so like i said before everything about this team says that they should be better but I, I just I want to see it, and I do think they'll be a little better than last year. I really do, but how much better to be determined? I'm going with the under on this one. Yeah. I mean, I can't hate on that pick because they are one of those teams that can go anywhere from four wins to 10-11. You know what I yeah. mean? So... We'll just have to wait and see how much of an impact Sean Payton really can have. Okay. And then moving on to the last team in this division is the Las Vegas Raiders. And their line is sitting at six and a half wins, just as high as the Texans and the Colts. What do you think about this one? I think they're a better team in a harder division. I can see them. I mean, how many wins did they get last year? Six, seven? I don't remember. They I they weren't remember. in the playoff picture though, but they were better than Denver. Yeah, I think I think it was like seven. 
You can see them getting to seven wins, honestly. Uh, they've got a lot of offensive firepower. Their defense is always questionable at all times, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo brings some... Derek Carr at his best is a guy that takes risks in a lot of them. He throws the ball deep. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has never had a target like Devontae Adams. And I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo is like a stellar quarterback or anything, but what has Jimmy G done to show us that he can't win? He's consistently won one healthy in San Francisco. Now, San Francisco is a loaded team. So pretty much any quarterback could do that. That's competent. But I don't see why they couldn't get match last year's team and get six or seven wins. So I'm going to go over on the Raiders. They're, I don't think they're going to be in the playoff discussion, but they're not going to be a terrible team. They're going to be competitive. They're going to score a lot of points. So I think seven wins is right about where they're going to end. I I disagree with this, actually, because the, the, the Raiders have a couple different interesting things. So Josh Jacobs is looking for a new contract, right? And I know he's sitting out training camp, and he might sit out the whole season here, at least part of the beginning of the season. And without him, the Raiders aren't going to be able to run nearly as well. Um, I also don't think they have a lot of wide receiver depth outside of Devontae Adams. I mean, Darren Waller's in New York now. Not like he was ever super healthy with the Raiders or anything. but He never was. Yeah, but he's another target, potential target, who is gone. Um, their defense is not that good. Um, they it felt like they underachieved last year, but looking back at it, I don't know if they really did. That's probably about where they were. Um, kind of like you said, Garoppolo's safe, and he's not as talented as Carr. I don't think he's as good as Carr, but I, I think he can only do so much because I don't think McDaniels is the same coach that Shanahan is. Uh and Garoppolo, he might not even suck. He might still be just solid. But even then, I don't know if that's enough to win them games. They need other guys to step up and make plays, in my opinion. And plus, for whatever reason, the Oakland Ra- or the Las Vegas Raiders, ever since they moved to Vegas from Oakland, they keep having dudes get arrested and get in trouble and going to prison on that roster. And so you'll probably see another couple of guys get off the team during the season just because of that. You know, you you convinced me, man. They're probably going to be under. I'm going to bet somebody's going to go to prison. (laughs) If there was an over-under on players, the Raiders will have get in trouble. The line, hold up. The The line line would be one and a half. 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 That's a so, better line, I think, than uh, the over-under win total. Because who knows, dude? Who knows? <laughs> I know. It feels like uh, every yeah, DP dude, I, they've drafted recently has gone to prison. And it's just they don't last very long. I don't I don't know what the deal is. Henry Ruggs was talented. And then Henry he decided Ruggs, to man. drive drunk. And that was a mess. Like, 
being in Vegas is a struggle for NFL players so far. If we've seen anything, especially the guys who decide, hey, maybe I'm not that special, and then they just do stupid stuff. Yeah. They're going to lose a lot of games because someone's going to go to prison. I don't know what I was thinking with the over. So. <laughs> okay, and then... I this, do think a lot yeah. is reliant on Josh Jacobs, though. That's true. If he's back... They'll be better for sure win a couple extra games, but okay. And then, who? It looks like we both agreed that the Chiefs are going to win this division. But is there anybody else from this division who's making the playoffs in your eyes? Potential wild card spots go to the Chargers and the Broncos. Like I said before. The competition for those two teams are teams like the Ravens, the Steelers, uh, Miami, New York Jets. So they're in that bunch of six six teams. I'd say you've got the New York Jets who are kind of leading the charge right now for that first wild card spot. Um then you have the Ravens in Miami, kind of in a little. If I had to do this in tiers, it would be I would say New York Jets because they have stellar defense. They finally have a competent quarterback, and they have talented playmakers. Um, so I think they're going to make the playoffs. But the last two spots can go to five or six teams. So. If I had to pick one, I'd say the Chargers. But I could also see only the Chiefs making the playoffs. Yeah, well, I definitely think the Chiefs are in the playoffs. And if I had to pick another team, I would say the Chargers. It just kind of matches up with my previous picks because I believe I picked my wild cards to be the New York Jets, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then I would go with the Chargers as the other team. But there are definitely other teams in the mix, um, like the Dolphins and the Ravens and maybe the Broncos. Um, but, yeah, I would I would say the Chargers, another wild card team. Don't see them getting out of the first round with the coaching and the luck of that team the last couple of years. But um, that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing it as. Definitely Chiefs' heavy favorite um, in this division, no question. Okay. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in um, for our AFC over-under win totals. Take this with what you will. Uh, Bet safely. If you need help, please call the betting hotline number. Uh, Don't blow all your money. You know, got to save some. And then thank you for listening. Come back next week to um, listen to us talk about the NFC win totals.